Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Let's switch topics here. And it is one that my next guest is going to be thinking about a lot over the next little while. Evan Woolley, he is Ward 8 Councillor. However, he is also chairing the city's Olympic Committee. He joins us today. Hello, Councillor Woolley. Hey, Angela, how are you today? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well, Evan. And I read your column yesterday in The Star, thestar.com. It was an opinion piece talking about how ultimately we have to make the decision uh, as to whether or not we go forward with the 2026 Olympic bid. What was the the reason behind the, the opinion piece, Evan? Well, you know, I think there's been uh, a bit of a vacuum of uh, of information out there, uh, and I thought what I wanted to lay out, um, we council has just uh, put forward this new committee, uh, was just to lay out some of the groundwork about what we can expect uh, within the next year uh, in terms of some of the decision points that we have in, in, in terms of the Olympics. I, I love the headline, Nostalgia Should Not Be the Basis for Calgary's Olympics Bid. And is is that your concern when we have this conversation that people just think back to 88 as opposed to thinking this is now 2018 and ultimately 2026? Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I was eight years old in 88. I, I have some very vague, fond memories of Heidi and Howdy kind of bumping into each other at my elementary school. Um but since 1988, and I think there were about 600,000 people in the city uh, at that time, uh, we've come a long way. Thing, things, have, things have changed dramatically. I think we, we can be a bit n- n- nostalgic about those games because we did a good job. We made money on them. Uh, we have a lot of legacy around them. But I just think because, you know, I, I don't think nostalgia can be it in terms of how we make that decision. That's what I'm trying to say. You also point out, and I think this is what I feel and a lot of my listeners feel, that things have changed so much since 88, not just cost and security, but just what we are seeing with international sport and the IOC and the idea that there's been scandal, there's mistrust that maybe wasn't there when we originally went for the 88 games. How do we, how do we change that then? Because we can't control the IOC. You're absolutely right, and uh, I mean we've seen international sport being rife with mistrust and scandal, and I and I think Calgarians are justifiably unsure uh, of whether this represents that same opportunity, given how things are changed. Um, that said, um, there are uh, uh, there are are we are in a wonderful form of government here. We held Vancouver 2010, and I kind of reflect back, and we've had conversations with them. Did did Vancouverites and Canadians think that that Olympics was was uh, uh, was full of, of corruption. Um, I think less so, and I think whatever decision we make, we make around the Olympics, that good governance and lots of the fundamentals of accounting, looking after the dollars, having good governance around this, and again, broadly engaging with Calgarians, um, um, will help potentially to mitigate a lot of that concern. Hold on here, Evan. I just have to take a traffic break because you also are saying, Calgarians, this is what we need from you before we even move any further on this. Evan Woolley is my guest. He is Ward 8 Councillor, but more importantly right now, he's the chair of the city's Olympic Bid Committee. Well, the Olympic Committee, the one that's going to be overseeing things. Actually, I'm going to ask Evan what the role will be of this committee after traffic. Talking with the chair of the city's city council's Olympic committee, Evan Woolley. Evan, what is the role then of the committee? 
Yeah, so, I mean, the... In a nutshell, the role is to kind of explore all of the options that will be coming before us, seek out those minefields, engage Calgarians around the risks and the opportunities. Uh, we have to advise on the plebiscite question. Um, we are giving guidance in terms of what the negotiation would look like with the other orders of government. Um, there's a lot of work to do um, in this next year, and uh, and a lot of it's around engaging with the Calgarians a lot of it is is really digging into the meat of what the viability of this games is and the devils in the details in terms of cost. As I try to figure out the flow chart then, so yeah. is it the City Council's Olympic Committee on top and then below that is Bidco because isn't that what we're putting together right now? Yeah, so so Bidco is actually made up of all of the di- there's there's a, a a couple of different members. Uh there's the we have a couple of different partners in this. There's the federal government, there's the government of Alberta. Mm-hmm. There's the Canadian Olympic Committee, and then there's ourselves. And so um, this is a negotiated uh, process, but really one that Calgarians own. And um, we will be having a plebiscite within a year, and Calgarians will be, uh, that decision I think will be resting with Calgarians um, in terms of the final outcome. Um, in, the meantime, in the meantime, we have to go through this bid co process, which is if Calgarians decide to press send on this, uh, that we have all of the pieces in place uh, to ensure success. And remember that before, that, that, um, before the plebiscite would take place, Calgarians would have a firm understanding of the deal on the table in terms of uh, the other funding, funding partners in this. What is the June deadline that we hear about? So that's the deadline where, um, where we're hoping to have that deal completely buttoned down so that then there will be a conversation between June when we're expecting that deal to be hammered out and the plebiscite uh, day mm-hmm. um, and, 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 a, and a whole conversation in between. So in less than um, two months, in less than two months, the end of June, we're going to have a real clear idea of how much it's going to cost to put on the 2026 Olympics? That is what we're expecting, and mm. I mean, we have a, we we have a couple of hard deadlines, particularly uh, in uh, coming into the fall. But we've got a number of moving parts. But we are expecting that in June we will have a deal on the table. Uh, we're working really, really hard uh, right now. Remember that this committee was just struck last week, so I can yeah. tell you, um, um, I haven't, haven't had a lot of home time uh, in the last in the last week. But we're really running to pull these things all together so that we can give Calgarians um, the appropriate voice at the table and also uh, the, the very, very best deal that we possibly can if they make a decision to move forward on an Olympic bid. Evan, I, I'm talking to you because I read your column in thestar.com, but it looks yeah. like you're already in trouble with some of your other committee members for writing the column. You know, I mean, this is... this. I have been brought in and elected uh, by acclamation to chair this work. There's a lot of work to be doing. My colleagues are more than able to take pot shots from the sidelines uh, if they wish. Um, But council's direction is, and this is what was, was the council direction is to move forward on this work. And I can tell you uh, I'm working really, really hard uh, at that. If if, if some of my colleagues wish to take pot shots, they are well enabled to, to do that. The, 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 the concern around some of the numbers 
um, was because those numbers are high level, and so well, we, we're we're working hard as hard as we can on our end, and uh, and and I have councils. Uh, I have council's uh, goodwill behind me on this work. So. And that whole high level, the, what we originally heard from uh, the Calgary Bid Exploration Committee yeah. when we heard that $4.6 billion. So you're saying that's the high level figure. We don't know the real we, specifics we, of that? Yeah, of course. We are working in high level estimates here. Mm-hmm. As we start to, 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 to dig into the details, our class... Uh, our, our, level, our level of class estimates on, the, on whatever the costs are, whether we're talking about refurbishing one of our facilities or whatever that cost is, we will get more and more detailed and more and more certain around the numbers as we move forward. And so um, my job here is to, as impartially and uh, in a balanced way, navigate through this work. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've voted. We've, we've had a number of votes on Olympics, and I've voted in favor um, and I voted against. I, I, I am, to be honest, somewhat agnostic on this. I think uh, before I would ever support something like this, uh, because I have my own constituents to represent, that we would want to see exactly what deal is on the table. There are a number of risks associated with this, but let's not forget, there's also a huge amount of opportunities to get billions of dollars of investment and construction jobs and a whole range of things. Um, but this is, this, is not, this is not an easy task. You know, even looking at the makeup of uh, Council's Olympic Committee, I, you know, we do have some people who have voted against it in the past. As you say, you're, you're even agnostic. When we look at the makeup of BIDCO, do we know the makeup of that? You've mentioned the feds, the province, the city is represented. Because even in the early stages when we had the Exploration Committee, there mm-hmm. was a lot of criticism that the committee was just made up of a bunch of people who were pro-Olympics. Yeah, you know, and listen, we, the, 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 whoever moves forward on this bidco needs to want to have us be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they need to champion this project. They also need to be thoughtful and diligent and be looking out for the best interests of Calgarians. And I think uh, this committee is committed to that. Uh, and this council is committed to that. And, um, and we need to be straightforward on the numbers, we need to be uh, as open and transparent as possible. We got to get this plebiscite, plebiscite right. We got to cooperate with the federal and provincial governments, and we really, really need to dig into the financial viability of this. Because again, maybe in the next few months, this comes out uh, and it's not going to work. And we need to get we we need to be okay with with that outcome. And I'm okay with that. Um, but for us to turn down an opportunity like this. Uh, without doing the due diligence would not be fair to Calgarians, and um, we have the support of council and committee to do that. And ultimately, a plebiscite will be held, and you will honour the plebiscite's findings? Listen, I would... I would plebiscites are actually not legally binding. Exactly. Uh, and that's something that has come up, but listen, I would almost say there is zero, zero chance that if we lost a plebiscite that I would be able to support uh, moving forward on the, on the Olympics. Uh, we have made a decision to do this, and we should, we should and I will respect the decisions of, Calga- of Calgarians on that. And then there's the chance that at the end of June, the committee or council as a whole says, you know what, we don't want to go any further, so um, a plebiscite would be moot. Yeah. We have, a, we have, I think, one more big off-ramp before yeah. the plebiscite um, uh, in terms of what this deal would look like. If this is not going to make sense and if whatever uh, is, is, is put forward is not going to make sense for members of committee and council, I have a hard time seeing us wanting to move forward with a plebiscite that 
if we don't think this is going to make sense to Calgarians, um, you know, what, why, why would we waste everybody's time and energy on, on something that doesn't make sense? And that will ultimately be a committee and council decision. And that um, hard deadline or off-ramp would be the one at the end of June? Yeah, and I mean, we're, 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 we're working hard. Timelines have been a bit shifting, which is a, a bit frustrating for people. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is, again, the challenge. We're working with a number of different stakeholders and partners on this, um, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's a big task. And so uh, at, at some point here in the next June is the current, that is the current time, expected timeline, we will have that deal to present to Calgarians, uh, at which point after we would uh, move forward with the referendum. Are you glad you wrote the piece? I'm very glad I wrote the piece. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Are you glad I wrote the piece? I'm glad I wrote it because it just lays it out again. Because I, as you say, shifting timelines and deadlines, I have to keep reminding yeah. myself of when do they have to make another decision and uh, laying it out that way. So just yeah. after I read the, the committee members, some of them who weren't happy, I thought, hmm, should Evan have written this in the first place? Evan, I know we'll be talking again. Uh, thanks for your time today. Thanks so much, Angela. You bet. Evan Woolley, he is Ward 8 counselor. And you can go to thestar.com, and it was after that opinion piece showed up that then there was a follow-up story that Drew Farrell was questioning using the, the figures $4.6 billion because Drew says that those figures are not necessarily outdated, but they didn't include certain things like inflation, and so she was questioning why he used that that figure and and I know Evan Woolley saying I mean this is the the high level figure that we've heard from the beginning when it came to the bid exploration committee and there's been lots of questions about all right is that an accurate figure I think the big concern when it comes to hosting any type of event at such a level is uh, how many really have come in under budget? That's the question. I've got a few minutes here, though, and I've got a few phone calls and texts to get to on this idea because, you know, for for them to say at the end of June, they're hoping that they have enough of the financial picture to be able to decide, yes, we're going to continue to move forward th- with this or not. Wow. That is fast. That's uh, and and maybe it is because the bid exploration committee has already done so much work. But even in that, we we know the controversy that has surrounded the bid exploration committee, and the fact that there was reports on the economic downfall that some councillors didn't see. So I it, this is a big challenge to be able to have the correct information in order to make that decision. Let's get in a few phone calls here. 403-974-8255. Hey, Ken, thanks for your patience. Hi. Thanks, thanks, excuse me. thanks for taking my call. You bet. Okay, first of all, a lot of people have to realize is that the IOC is in trouble. Right now they are having problems finding cities to host all their, their games in the, in the upcoming future. Point in fact that the games are uh, signed to Los Angeles were given to them because nobody else would vote, would uh, bid for that time slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, also we have they have a problem with their um, corruption image, and the point that they try to make clear is that when they came to visit us uh, a couple months ago, the Olympic Committee said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're here on our time, not your time." So you know, you know, we're, we're trying to be good boys. Right. With that in mind, I'm thinking that uh, the the uh, Committee might be in a position to. So say put a little stronger uh, arm on the on the IOC. Uh, yeah, for yeah. things like you know, they want a power backup for every venue so that there's a case of power backup. The events can continue, and we're saying uh, 
No, you don't need that. Yeah. Ken, Ken I've just got not the best line, but uh, Ken is basically saying what kind of uh, hard approach will the city take with the IOC. And, and Evan Woolley pointed out that there has been a lot of mistrust with international sports groups. Someone texts and says, why do you ignore opposition texts? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, and ignore is in capital letters. So I think that person is yelling that part. I uh, The only text I see from this person, and now I'm sharing some of the texts, is it should be an Alberta-wide vote. It's our taxes too. I don't live in Calgary. I pay provincial taxes. No provincial federal tax money. Yeah, okay, there. I'm, I'm sharing your text. I'm not ignoring them. And uh, I think you've got a point though. And so I think you ultimately have to let your MLA know, your MP know that you aren't in favor of it. Will those levels of government go so far to say that any type of a vote has to be right across the country? And I'm, I'm actually in favor of that because if there is a massive debt, it's going to be on the shoulders of more than just Calgary. And even the decision to put on the Olympics, we're getting money from the feds and the province. And so, yeah, I think everyone's got a stake in this. So um, do my best to read as many texts as possible. You know what? We've got news coming up next.